You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. The delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. he is out, the buck goes win. That ball's in well to left center field, back toward the track. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go Bucks! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me on this glorious Wednesday morning, once again, Jim Rosati. Jim, spring training has started. The interesting battles have begun. The uh, interesting <laughs> battles, quote unquote, oh, we're interesting get battles. This. Yeah, no, uh, we've had, what, three games now? So one was finally on TV yesterday. It was a stunning five-inning performance. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, it's good to, good to have baseball back on, even though it's not even really baseball. I'll take it's any weird. type of baseball just to have yeah, players on the field right now, throwing a ball, hitting a ball. I'm good with it, but Hey, yeah. you, my friend. All right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here at the mercy of trying to watch a baseball game, likely having to listen to it on a radio station, but you, you're just a few days away from being down there in Bradenton. Aren't you? Yeah. Um, I will be down there next week. Um, unfortunately the pirates are not home very much next week, so I'll only be able to catch a couple games, but, uh, no, it'll be nice to be down there. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm technically, I don't know that far away. I'm not gonna say I'm down here, I guess, but I do live four hours away. I don't think I'm going to be. So you're not going to be, be, you're not going, uh, at all this year. I don't know if I am or not. You should make it down for at least like a weekend. I know. I know. We'll find out. We'll see. Yeah. But at any rate, uh, as mentioned, baseball's back. Um, maybe before we get into Major League Baseball, let's let's dabble into some news that came out last night that, again, I know you're so passionate about. So Minor League Baseball <laughs> is, I mean, we've already cut down the teams. We talked to Tim Williams on Thursday. You know, he shared a little light on his uh, view on the Minor League's we all know you have your view, but now it seems as if they're being pushed back by four weeks, the minor league seasons. Come on. What's going on here? Yeah. Um, well, basically, I, mean, I, I I guess I didn't really read into it a lot, but double A, high A, and low A were, were scheduled to start in May anyways, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but triple A was going to start first week of April and now triple a has been pushed back um, to the first week of May. And I mean, I guess, I guess they're still going to do like the alternate site training, right? So like, instead of having triple a the first month, they'll have that alternate site thing. Right. Like they did like last they year. Did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, so that way they'll, they'll still be like a group of players that are going to be available for teams to 
you know, pluck from if they needed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it just sucks. Cause we talked, <clears throat> I mean, we talked all last week about, you know, the exciting part of this year is yeah. really going to be the minor league season. And now we've got to wait even longer for that, um, that minor league season to begin. And, and, and I guess it really just stems from minor leaguers aren't in spring training yet. I mean, unless you're in big league camp. So like minor league camp isn't actually going to start until after the major leaguers leave, I guess in, a, in an effort to reduce the amount of people at spring training facilities, they're not like mingling. So, um, so I guess, I guess that's why we're starting late. It's, I guess it sucks, but I, I guess if that's the reason I understand it, but still a little, a little bit of a bummer, bit of a bummer, Donardo. It is, you know, I want to be rational. Like you said, like uh, understanding the situation, everything that is happening in the, in this world right now, not even just the country. Um, yeah. I mean, if that's like the minor inconvenience we have to have right now that it's pushed back a month, so be it. I get it. But it's like you said, it's just the the frustrating part about it. Um, this was the one thing we had going for us. You know, you mentioned this, being mm-hmm. part of the Pirates, watching the Pirates and such. It's the minor leagues. It's the future. You know, the, the, literally the Pirates created an account called Young Bucks because, you know, they're, they're trying to market these young guys because that is the future. I mean, that just kind of shows you understand, you know, w- what we're doing right now as Pirate fans and whatnot. So, you know, you're looking for the future, and now it's, like you said, we've missed out on a whole season last year, and now it's going to be a whole other month this year. <sighs> just give us some just give us some minor league baseball. I'm craving it. I'm dying for it right now. And like I mentioned, yeah. you know, here <clears throat> in Jacksonville, Florida, I do now have a AAA team. The Marlins, the That's Jacks. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Jacks Jumbo Shrimp have gone from AA to AAA this year, Jim. I'm so excited for that as well. And now it's another month away. So here we are. Is shrimp a big? Um, it's not <laughs> a big crop. <laughs> I guess is it considered a crop? Um, that's a. I mean, that's it's a not a great question. Like I mean, because you harvest it, right? Like like you would a uh, you, you harvest fish. So we need we need Bubba. Yeah. So what what do you consider like what is that what is fish? Like what is fish and shrimp? So so Jacksonville not a big shrimp, not a big shrimping area. I, yeah, I, it's it's I guess just because we you know we're near water. <laughs> um it's uh Jack's jumbo shrimp. I don't know, it's kind of catchy yeah. and clever, but I, I wouldn't say I it's like, you know, Jacksonville like we're known for shrimp and that's, you know, it's a big business here. I'm sure it probably is. Um Probably. You know, I'm sure it's a good business, but when did they change from the because uh, they were the Sun, right? Yeah, the Suns. It was like three years ago, maybe four. I feel like they were the Suns for like a long time, forever, forever. Yeah, 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 for a long, long, long time. When I first moved here, it was the uh, Dodgers affiliate. Uh, I'll never so to kind of get off topic here and you know three three <laughs> games in a spring train there's not much topic anyways right right but when i first so we'll moved talk to, about the jacksonville jumbo shrimp exactly and yep. the la dodgers when yep. i first moved down here i said there's like some the, the weirdest regrets i have i moved here a year too late i moved here a year after the super bowl was in jacksonville i moved here a week before the all-star game was played in pittsburgh and then when i moved down here it was the uh dodgers Double A team, which had mm-hmm. at that time Clayton Kershaw, you know Matt Kemp, James Loney, 
didn't see them at all. And then it was next year they came and became the uh, the Marlins. So missed out on yeah. Clayton Kurt, like all those dudes. I mean, that crop of talent the Dodgers had. And then I was left with the Marlins. So, but anyways, yeah, there's your jumbo shrimp yeah. news for the day. A-Rod played for the Suns back in the day. He would have, yeah. A little bit of information there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so back to the Pirates. Um, yeah, I guess how do you want to kick this off? It's been a few few games here. I want to kind of put you on blast here. And Mitch, Mitch Nagy did as well, and I enjoyed it. And it's a little bit of a jest, but doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So there was two players in the second game, Anthony Alford. Yes. Right? And um, Thrillip Evans, right? Thrillip Thrill Evans. Evans. Yes. They were both in the lineup. Um, and you said that's not interesting. You said it's not interesting. You don't care like, that they're, like, they're in the like, lineup. Like, like that... literally not in the least bit interesting. <laughs> and then, of course, Alfred goes in and hits a home run. Evans has an RBI single. Yep. Um, I'm not going to say you got dunked on, but you got dunked on a little bit there. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, want, I want your your kind of take on this, right? I mean, what is, what is your level of interesting when it comes to spring training? I think there's there are levels of interest. Like there are interesting things that can happen in spring training, but Philip Evans and Anthony Alford are not two of those things, in my opinion. Again, out of everybody like out there, I am just not high on Alford at all. Like at all. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Like don't get me wrong. I hope I'm wrong about it, but I I just don't think he's good. Um, Philip Evans is another, I mean, like they're just, they're both guys. They're guys who Evans had a good, you know, two weeks with the pirates last year. Right. Um, Anthony Alford has really never had a good two weeks anywhere, um, (laughs) for the last like four or five years. So I don't know. I just, there's absolutely nothing about those guys that gets me excited or I find interesting. Um, what I would find interesting in a spring training game is, you know, seeing these people who we don't see very much, like O'Neill, like Cruz Anthony Alford and, and Philip Evans, Nick Gonzalez, and and even like to a case like Travis Swaggerty, and you know, like Quinn Priester is going to probably pitch here in the next day or two. Like that's going to be interesting. That's, yes. Um, Anthony Alford and Philip Evans are not interesting. I'm sorry. But I guess <clears throat> so my my take here, my side on this is when you're a team like the Pirates and a true rebuild, I, I guess Evans maybe a little less. I mean, Evans is 28. I wouldn't foresee him more like in the future per se, but like an Anthony Alford. I get, like you said, that he hasn't had a good two weeks in, in like four or five years. Like, I understand that, right? There was clearly a reason that, I, I believe, I mean, there's there's a link there. I mean, Charrington, you know, he was in the organization with the Blue Jays. Blue Jays let him go. Charrington picks him up. He was, you know, a bit of a touted prospect. You know, there's tools there. Um, you know, I feel, <laughs> Mitch just commenting, because I'll pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> he has entered the stream, Jim. 
Um, I feel like as the Pirates, and as maybe a Pirate fan, like that is something you want to look for. You know, maybe there is some magic. And that, that's why their draws have interest. It might be a low percentage that happens. And I agree with you. It's a very low percentage that Anthony Alford probably hits, right? But I, I care less about Todd Frazier right now. as a 35-year-old man who's on a minor league deal. Probably going to make the club, but whatever. I care much less about that. I found him less interesting, even though he's jacked up two home runs, than I do Anthony Alford. Because that's where the lottery ticket exists. That's where there's a chance. You know, when I buy Powerball... I'm going to lose, but I'm stuck to the TV at 11 o'clock at night or whenever it goes off. That tells you how much I actually buy Powerball because it's interesting. I have this chance that I'm going to win. And with Alfred, like there's this chance that we get it on something. And that's why I do find maybe that battle a bit interesting. You know, the good win there, Alfred. And now, um, oh, who did we just, who did the Pirates just, uh, Dustin Fowler. Fowler. Yeah. Right. So, like, with that outfill there, Goodwin may be a little less interesting, although we've talked about he's probably the better one. But, like, I'm interested to see what Alfred can do and now, like, what Fowler can do. Because those are your potential lottery tickets. Is that fair? If, we're, if we have, like, a, a scale of interesting and we're going, like, 1 to 100, right? Uh-huh. 1 being least interesting, 100 being interesting, right? And like you mentioned Todd Frazier, right? Todd Frazier is basically like a one or a two on that interesting scale. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess Anthony Alford is higher than one or two, but he's not higher than like 10 or 15. So single digits. Out of 100. Yeah, I, I'd put him in like that 10 out of 100 range in terms of how interesting he is, in my opinion. And is it just because you're just so low on him that you feel there's absolutely zero chance that he's likely to do much? Well, no, that's what I, or, I gave him a 10, Donardo. <laughs> you gave him a 10 out of 100. There's <laughs> <laughs> On Jim's level of fine, he got a 10 yeah. out of 100. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. I, um, like I said, there's a chance. So I give him a 10. I will watch him and i will hope he does well it's just like i don't really care though (laughs) okay unless like unless he proves me wrong like unless he comes out and he's like this otherworldly guy but i'm not going to put any stock in anthony alford's spring training how many times did jose osuna have like a great spring training i I, I mean we could yeah we can go down i mean i feel like i feel like every year we talked about tabata right yeah, I feel like Osuna every year put together this monster spring. I remember one year, like Osuna hit like eight home runs in spring training, and the Pirates sent him down to AAA to start the year, and oh, people yeah. were going nuts. There was a whole Osuna over Josh Bell like <laughs> movement that was taking place. I think that was that the year. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure and it's it was. Like, it's like you guys. Come on, it's Jose Osuna. There was comparisons of Osuna to, to Pujols at the time. Um, there was, you know, why, why are we playing Josh Bell and not have Ozuna up here? I get it. I understand that. Yeah. Um, so I am putting zero stock in Alford spring. I guess the only thing that that's somewhat interesting is hoping that he's like healthy enough that he can literally play in the outfield because he still hasn't been able to do that yet. Um, that's probably the most interesting thing 
honestly. Okay. Because if he can't do, if he can't play in the outfield, then he's not even going to have a spot on the roster. That's fair. And you know what? I feel bad too. Um, interesting enough, Jim, I left off Tony Stokes Jr. He's also in that list of uh, interesting players in that position, if you may. Which I believe he stole a base. Yeah. So, so there you go. All the interesting Boom. players are doing well right now. Um, so interesting. No, like, I, and I, I got to say, like, I understand where you're coming from. You know, there's a very, very, very low chance that he really does anything. And I guess what you're interested in is, again, like the future. Like, you would want to see the Nick Gonzalez's, the, of course, Cabrian Hayes right now, Swagger coming in. Like, that's what you're interested in because Alfred's probably not going to be the next wave. Alfred's probably not going to be much of an MLB player. Probably not. Very unlikely. But those guys can. And again, that's why we're craving minor league baseball because we want to see these guys play. So I guess I, I understand that aspect. Um, but I'm not going to hate on some of the people that do find Alfred interesting. Um, which again, I'm not going to hate on anybody. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on anybody. Like if, if you think he's interesting, then you think he's interesting. I just don't. <laughs> like it, it, there's just nothing that interests me about him. You know who I do find interesting though. Who do you find interesting? Chad Cool. Of course you do. Chad Cool, baby. You know I do. I'm te- so I have to have this is my my whole thing this year. Every chance I get with Chad Cool right now for you, I'm bringing it up. So Chad Cool makes he he's handed opening day starter for spring training, Jim. The opening <laughs> day starter for spring what, training. What an honor. <laughs> <laughs> so so he takes that job. He throws one inning with three strikeouts. Strikes out the side. Three strikeouts, Jim. Ace. Did he strike out the side? He did. Shut up. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, so he strikes out the side. Now he gave up two hits. All right, so let's let's talk about this a little bit here. Because I guess yeah. of the guys that pitch, there's Mitch Keller and Chad Cole, probably the two interesting guys, if you may, that have pitched mm-hmm. so far uh, to start off the game. Um, but yeah, Chad Cool didn't look too good at first. It was not going the way I was hoping to. Um, gave up two hits, but then he settled down, threw three strikeouts. His his stuff was looking pretty good from what they've said, because also we couldn't watch. Um, but yeah, so Chad Cool starts off, and then uh Mitch Keller to talk about it. Mitch Keller did not look as good. Um, but there's that. So again, Chad Cool was the did that one inning change anything for you so far on your perception of Chad Cool? <laughs> <laughs> of spring training. <laughs> Chad Cool's one spring training inning had no had no change of my mind. Come mindset. on, Jim. No, it did not. <laughs> Against a, a juggernaut Baltimore Orioles spring training <laughs> squad, too. Whatever. No, I mean, no, it's here. Here's the thing with cool. Like, it's nice to see that he looks good. It's nice to see that he was able, you know, to, to pick up some strikeouts and get out of, uh, get out of the jam. So, um, Chad cool out of the three people we've talked about so far, right. <laughs> um, Chad cool, Philip Evans and, uh, Anthony Alford. Chad cool is the most interesting. Wow. All right. Um, about a 21, you would say on the scale. Oh no, I, I would actually put cool more more at like a forty five fifty on the scale. Okay. Like I mean, he's right. he's he's in the start. He's one of our starting pitchers. He's in our rotation. He's he's someone who could potentially, um, you know, either be on our team for the next three years or so, 
um, or or be trade bait. So no, Chad, Chad Cool actually has a purpose on this team. Um, has a purpose. I love that. <laughs> he has a purpose. Um, but no, I mean, so it was nice to see him come out there, strike out the side. Um, lots of strikeouts in that first game by the Pirates. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like to at this point, it's going to be interesting because I think it was I think it was Wayner who was talking about it on the broadcast yesterday. Is you have a lot of these guys, especially here in spring training, where you have all these all these players who didn't actually play in any organized games, right? Mm, they they, they haven't faced true. live pitching in forever. Like, how long is it going to take some of these guys to, um, like, actually get into a rhythm, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, you look at even just on the Pirates roster, right? You know, who who are kind of competing for spots like Jared Oliva, um, you know, O'Neill Cruz to an extent, Swaggerty. You know, they're they're there, but they didn't have any. They really didn't have any playing time last year. You know, how long is it going to take those guys to? to kind of get into a routine where they're able to face live pitching every day. That's very true. And you said to an extent, but I feel, and that's why I think I brought the question to Tim as well. Like I feel, you know, Cruz is probably the most effective all this because he is the guy that needs the reps, you know, and like you mentioned missing all of last year and now we're going to miss, you know, a month of minor leagues again, so, you know, it's like a year and a month that he's missed live baseball that he's going into this year. And that's a guy we want to see again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know it's not so much for like the major league, like you mentioned, but yeah, like for him missing live at bats, that, that's, that's a big difference. And it's like, if he starts out slow, like is this a bust or is it, you know, loss of weighing on him or is it just a loss of, you know, live at bats and such? So, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of questions. That's this weird. This season's gonna be very, very weird in that sense. That's what. Yeah, <clears throat> this, this whole thing is really put a damper in a baseball. Um, but I guess so. Let if we're going on <clears throat> players and early season stuff, right? We've talked about interesting players. Uh, let's go to another one that's been very interesting for about I feel a decade now. How about Gregory Polanco? All right, Gregory Polanco has his first game. He, uh, I think he, his first at bat, he lined out. Is that true? I can't remember, but a second at bat home run. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, his first at bat was that RBI error. That's right. That's right. Um. So the second at bat home run. El it was Oppo too, wasn't it? It was. It was Oppo. So, yeah. So he's back, right? No wind aided spring training help. No. Uh, no terrible Baltimore Orioles pitching. Like Gregory Polanco is, is back. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> no. um, obviously, again, it, it, it's it's nice to see, right? Um, I, I still feel like Polanco can serve a can serve a purpose on this team, right? Um, like he he's going to be the starting right fielder. He's going to get at bats. Out of everyone out there, he could be the most talented, right? I mean, you, you could argue that that Gregory sure. Polanco is the, the most talented person on the Pirates 40 man roster, right? He just really hasn't been able to put that talent and develop it into on-field results consistently. Um, not just even just staying, staying healthy. Right. True. Um, but, but being able to, to play consistently well when you are healthy, but no, I mean, he, gosh, we've been, 
yeah, how long has Polanco actually been on this team? Um, That's I guess exactly what this is. 2000, 2014. So, I mean, this is this was Polanco's year. Not to cut you off here, but like just saying that. Yeah. Like, does that just not baffle your mind? He, I mean, it's... Is this what? Yeah. Like you said, 2014. I mean, we're going like basically seven years of Polanco hype. And like seven yeah. years of it's it's time. He's going to break out. And, but like you're saying, he is very skilled. I mean, it could happen. There's reasons why there's this hype train, I feel, every single year. And there's some validation to it as well. I just wanted to point that out because it's... Yeah, I mean, no, it's right. I mean, it, if you look at, say, like prospect rankings and things like that, like there was a reason why Gregory Polanco was... I think he got up to like number eight at one point, like number eight overall prospect. Sounds like, I mean, there's a reason he got to that point. Um, super talented individual. Again, just has to put it together. Is he somebody who could be a late bloomer? Right. So that, that's kind of what makes him interesting. Um, he, I mean, it would be a very late bloomer at this point, but I mean, that <laughs> happens. Um, but no, I, I think, I think Polanco, like this is a big year for him because if he can actually produce this year, he could actually give the Pirates some value, you know, for being a trade ship, right? I think we can yes. all agree this is, this is going to be Gregory Polanco's last year as a Pirate. Um, I think you is, is it? Yeah, but is this going to be his last year as a Pirate and then they just don't pick up his options? Or is he going to show something this year and they're going to be able to trade him? So that's that's really... I guess what is interesting about Polanco this year um, is, yeah, this is this is his last year. What what is he going to what is he going to bring the Pirates? Is he going to bring the Pirates nothing, or is he going to bring the Pirates something? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, just to put out there, if just, just a preset, right, the expectations here, because you're absolutely correct. I mean, I feel too. This is Polanco's last year, either via trade or. You couldn't trade him because he didn't bring, you know, enough production to the table. And then you're just simply not picking up his options and parting ways with him. So with that said, you know, also like what is the value of a corner outfielder? You know, we're hoping Polanco comes back and adds actual value. You know, think a few years back when Nick Castellanos got traded, when um oh um what's his face is now JD Martinez got traded. Like they brought back yeah. very little value because what's what's really the going rate for a corner outfielder? You know, not too high. Mm-hmm. So also the people that are wondering, and I, I don't want to temper them the expectations out too, because if Polanco does produce, it's probably not going to be at the value of JD Martinez and Nick Castellanos' years. And those guys brought back barely top twenty prospects. So just to put it out there, just to say. But yes, I'm with you. Like I'm interested in Gregor Polanco. <clears throat> I feel like with more of Chad cool than him, but like, I feel with them too. Like I, <clears throat> you see, like you still see stuff there, you know? Um, exactly. Polanco yep. has all the talents, you know, there's been injuries. There's, there's been that swing of his I'm hearing again, cause we can't watch. I'm hearing that the swing has shortened up a bit again. Um, potentially looking a lot better right now in the batter's box than some years before. So, so again, like there, there is potential there. There is hope with Polanco, and I'm with you. Like I, I want to give him every opportunity to, because he presents that that chance and that opportunity to bring something back for the Pirates. 
you know, or <clears throat> Anthony Alford, probably not so much. Philip Evans, probably not so much. You know, so so I'm with you on that. And yes, as Mitch mentioned, it is spring training overreaction season. Really, the only thing to talk about right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess if you want to go down the list here of things to talk about, Todd Frazier. So we, we said he's about a one or two on the interesting scale, but Todd Frazier has had four bats. Two hits, two home runs. Now, he's old. 35 years old. It's not for the future. Potentially a trade chip. But I guess one thing I'll say, if you're talking about an interesting level here, uh, with the signing, I mean, Josh Bell gets traded. We get that return. Colin Moran basically officially moves to first base because we know Cabrian Hayes owns third now. Um, so I feel like this Frazier-Moran thing could be a nice little platoon here. But I don't know. Todd Frazier, I mean, if Moran can continue what last year was, which last year was a pretty big season for him. He was pretty productive. Yeah. Brian Hayes already on third base, right? We we know what he can present. His spring's looking pretty good, too, hitting the ball, making some solid contact. And now Todd Frazier comes in the mix. If Todd Frazier can, I'm not going to say bounce back, all right? Because it's actually been a while since he's been, like, really, really good, too. But if he can show the power there, spell Moran. Moran has a, a pretty, pretty solid season. Maybe he continues from last, you know, last year or whatever. Those corners, are they looking that bad? I mean, for the Pirates especially. Um, well, I mean, no, not at all. I mean, because I think at third base, you're going to have a, a good player. Um, and I guess I'm going to ask a question to answer the question, (laughs) but who has a higher war this year? The platoon of Colin Moran and Todd Frazier or Josh Bell? So that's kind of where I was going to lead here too. You know, because I, I have, I have a feeling that the pirates first base production you know, depending on depending on Bell and what he does, but again, he just was not there last year at all, mm-hmm. um, and really wasn't there the last half of 2019 either. Um, yep, yeah, I mean, if you kind of Colin Moran <clears throat> and Todd Frazier give you two and a half WAR, right? That's 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 probably better than what Josh Bell could give you. That's a very very good point. And like I mentioned, it's kind of what I'm getting at here. I mean, Josh Bell was traded. Great guy, right? Shown he, he also very talented player as well. Um, yes. Maybe not so much defensively, such as Gregory Polanco, who just dropped the ball in the outfield as well after hitting the home run in the, in the first game. Um, Correct. Yeah. So I feel like this could be a sneaky, not that the Pirates are going for anything, of course, but like a sneaky bet mm-hmm. here. You know, Josh Bell over in the Nationals playing first base. I I might honestly take my bets on Colin Moran and Todd Frazier. And this isn't just because it's been, you know, okay, I'm saying two home runs of Todd Frazier. But, you know, if when you go down, you know, like I said, it's been a while since it's been like really good. Like 2015 uh his last full season with Cincinnati had a 4.3 war after that I mean it hasn't been bad you know last year take last year out because it was 2020 though the stats under this you know into the sun as we mentioned when you go to 2019 his last like real season with the Mets 
you know, he had a 1.8 war with them. So it wasn't like he was a bad player, right? A 106 way to right. run created plus. You know, even last year in the lost season, the 89 way to rate to run created plus. It wasn't like he was just terrible. Um, so he's going to split with Moran, potentially, as you would mention. And Moran, like, yeah, last year we saw he was kind of a different player. I mean, the exit velocity really spiked. I want to say I thought my head I think it was like four miles per hour. Um, it increased by. Um, he just looked different and right. I mean, he had a 113 way to runs created plus, you know, 10 home runs and 200 at bats, 52 games. It was a bit of a different player. Now, I'm not saying that's going to sustain. He's going to be, you know, he's fixed. He's a great player. But there's there's like a, a glimmer of of hope in that, in the sense that, you know, Colin Moran actually could be a solid player defensively, which is kind of sad. I think we know he's better than Josh Bell, but he also apparently – it sucks. I got to say apparently and stuff because it's all like hearsay. It's like basically right. what Alex Stumpf is telling us on Twitter, right? Alex Stumpf said he saw a really good glove play by Colin Moran the other day. Um, and also Colin Moran turned – was it Moran? Turned a double play at second base and the ball didn't go into the outfield? I'm, I don't know. I didn't see that. See, that's what I'm saying. Um, I, yeah. I believe that happened. But at any rate, you're 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 right. I almost feel as if it's a safer bet to say Comrade and Todd Frazier have a higher war than Josh Bell. I'll even put it this way: the Pirates' first base has a higher war than the Nationals' first base. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a possibility. Uh, I mean, you you look at at Bell, even even if he were to produce and have a good offensive season, the defense is just so bad that it brings his value down so much. I mean, you look at 2019 where, you know, people were comparing his 2019 season to like Willie Stargell, right? He still didn't even put up two and a half war. He had a 2.4 war just because his defense just dragged him down so much. Um, And the defense isn't getting better. Like it hasn't gotten better. I haven't seen any, you know, videos of him throwing, but if he's still like underhanding the ball to second base, then I hope not, you know, that's that's gonna still just be continued to be terrible and as i said I'm, I, we're not like bashing josh bell here but i i think it's i think it's like reasonable to think that a moran fraser platoon can match the value of josh bell like i think that's a reasonable thing to expect right and you gain prospects and and one pretty right. valuable and, and you, prospect yeah, and, and and you were able to yeah turn turn Josh Bell into some pieces that that may be able to contribute down the road, right? Uh, and yeah, so Mitch pointed out Mitch is holding up the stream today. Uh, it was Todd Frazier yesterday that turned the double play. That's what it was. But um, so yeah, like okay. so it could. I know it's a platoon, and they're not the sexiest players, but Colin Moran, Todd Frazier. It's been a while since the Pirates have seen. I, not even good, passable defense at first. Because even before Josh Bell, it was Pedro. So it's been a while. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I feel, I mean, again, we got Brian Hayes at third. He's going to be a wizard over there. First base could be pretty solid. And I think these corners could potentially hold up. Again, for a rebuilding Pirates, I get it. But Todd Frazier, um, not the most terrible player in the world. And he's shown the power. I mean, it's still still there to an extent. I mean, still two home runs in two games that he played, right? 
I'm willing yeah, I don't to expect Todd Frazier to go out there and hit like 25 home runs this year. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's no reason to expect that Todd Frazier can't hit the, the occasional long ball. Right. Right. Um, I guess, do we really want to go into this? Are we going to have Eric Gonzalez or Fernando Tatis Jr. segments all over again? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does seem to be uh, getting, I think what happened, what, first game it was new minutes short, Gonzalez at second, and then yesterday they switched, Gonzalez was at short and Newman was at second. So um, I, I guess that's going to be, I guess if we're going on, if we're, if we're going back to the interesting scale, right, you know, who's going to be the guy who can, like, are, is there going to be a guy who plays shortstop, right? Um, or are they going to do this thing where everybody just plays two out of three days, right? Yeah. Um, you know, between Tucker and Newman and and Gonzalez and then Frazier to an extent, right? Frazier will, will get the bulk of the playing time at second, obviously, um, until he gets traded, maybe. But... Yeah, I mean, is someone going to take the reins on the shortstop position? But I guess that that would be that would be a somewhat interesting battle there. I guess that's what I was going to go here too. So Adam Frazier still not traded. Not sure if there's anything in the works. What's going on? He also hasn't played right now because he's hasn't been feeling as healthy. Um, yeah. So let's just assume Adam Frazier's on the team going into the 2021 season. Uh, you know, mentioning with. You know, Eric Gonzalez here. Eric Gonzalez in that trade from Cleveland comes over, has a great glove. He's played kind of all over the place as well. You know, Cole Tucker, we've tried to push in the outfield last year. Eric Gonzalez has done it. He did it with Cleveland and such. Um, so I, I guess what I want to come with is if Adam Frazier is on this club, which at this point in time he is, you already got Newman penciled in. I'm sure he's going to be at shortstop as well. Um can Eric Gonzalez and Cole Tucker make this team? And if not, yeah, what do you think happens? Because Cole Tucker has a big play in this as well. I mean, not only is he dating Vanessa Hudgens, which some big shoes that you got to fill up here. You know, you got to show some stuff. You can't just be a minor leaguer if you're dating Vanessa Hudgens, I'm sure. But, like, is it a chance that Eric Gonzalez is on this club and it pushes Cole Tucker down? Well, I guess now to the, the site before, you know, actual mm-hmm. – minor league baseball like is there a real chance that cole tucker starts in the minors essentially and eric gonzalez is up here playing i think there's absolutely a chance that that happens especially when you throw someone like philip evans into the mix too right so right you know you've got these people who are going to be competing for spots on the roster and I seem to depend on what route they want to go. Like, I mean, is it better for Cole Tucker's development, right? To maybe play every day at AAA as opposed to, you know, bouncing around between short and second, you know, every other day here. I I don't know. I don't really, and, and again, it's going to be interesting that I don't know what the Pirates new regime thinks of Cole Tucker, right? I mean, we, we saw last year, they he didn't play a single game in the infield. Um, right. So, like, you know, but then this year they, they flip it and they yeah. more or less say that he's going to see the middle infield. Um, yeah, so 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'm I'm curious to see what they do there because I still, I mean, we still haven't seen Cole Tucker be able to produce at the major league level, right? And and, right. and he has been given the opportunity. You know, I, you you could you know when, when you're talking about Alford, I can understand the argument where you're telling me, yeah, he was never given the opportunity, you know, for like everyday playing time, and that's why he's interesting. I'll give you that benefit. I'll give you that argument there. But like for Cole Tucker, he's been given the opportunity to play and he hasn't, he hasn't produced with it. Um, yeah. So. And not, honestly too, like out there, not to be <laughs> totally harsh on him. Cause a lot of stuff was projected right with him as well. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he really hasn't shown it in the minors either. Like that's, that's the one thing with, yeah. with Cole Tucker as well. But t- take mm-hmm. away the glove. The glove we know is legit. But like with a bat, he really hasn't proved it in the minors either. So, uh, th- to me, like this is why this this whole season and this whole situation here I find interesting because he probably would be best served to be in AAA, getting as much at bats as he can. Because up here, like you said, if you're going to be behind Newman, if you're going to be behind uh, Adam Frazier, then what at bats are you really getting at the major league level? But there, there really there is no season yet still. You know, like that's still a month away. Mm-hmm. So what is he really going to gain at the alternate site then per se? Um, so I, again, like I feel so much is tied up with Adam Frazier. Is it best served that the pirates just eat and take almost like what they can get for Adam Frazier because it would be best used to have him off the team to maybe help develop Cole Tucker. Um, you know, maybe Newman slides to second base now where I think he's probably best suited. Uh, Cole Tucker is your shortstop. Or do you just hang on to Adam Frazier because you're not getting the return and you just let it play out because you kind of just feel like, well, you know what? Cole Tucker is really not going to be the guy anyway. So what does that matter? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you just trade Adam Frazier just because. Um, I think you still, you know, what? however you value Adam Frazier, like that's that's what you should get in return for him. Um, I don't think you just dump them to dump them so that Cole Tucker has a spot on the roster like that. I don't, I don't think that's a, a shrewd move at all. Um, you know, options and minor league teams and alternate sites exist for a reason. You know, there, there are only 26 spots on a roster. There are going to be guys who aren't going to make those spots. And yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at, like, cause if you look at the roster construction right now, right, you're going to have Gonzalez, Newman, Frazier, you know, it's kind of middle infielders. Gonzalez can kind of hop around and play third base as well. And then you also have, you know, Moran and Frazier can I mean, both play third base too. So you've got a lot of people who can play third shortstop second. Um, these throw Phillip Evans into that mix. Um, who, you know, just based off of the little time that we've seen Philip Evans and Cole Tucker, Philip Evans deserves a spot on the Pirates more than Cole Tucker at this point, I would say. Um, at least at this point in time. And, and yeah, I mean, once yeah, you, like, once you like include, I get what you're saying. You know, like he deserves like, it, but the same sense, you want to give every possibility to Cole Tucker because when you're looking at the Pirates in 2024. Is it Cole Tucker yeah. or Philip Evans? You know, it, it's Cole Tucker. I mean, it's probably neither, but. Well, I mean, I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably is neither, but um, Cole Tucker has the chance. Like, you know, you want to give Cole Tucker every opportunity because 
he can be in this next wave where Evans really isn't going to be. No, you're right. I, I get that too. Um, but again, just he just hasn't been able to show it, you know. Um, and and he's someone who maybe could benefit. Tucker kind of came into a weird situation where he was probably called up, you know, when he wasn't ready either, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Cole Tucker was was called up in 2018 when no 2019, mm-hmm. you know, early on in the year, when, you know, before we would have expected him to. Um, you know, because of injuries, right? Um, but Eric Gonzalez and Starling Marte ran into each other, and they both got hurt. That was that was what, that right. was what triggered it, right? Yep. So Reynolds and Tucker came up, um, and, and so Tucker again struggled. Um, was sent back down for he kind of bounced up and down a, a couple times that year, but he like Tucker hasn't played a full Triple A season yet. Um, and he really never excelled at AAA to begin with. So yeah, I wanted to point yeah, I mean, out he had. Oh, I can't truly seem like Baseball Reference where I can just click. Um, he got called up. So his AAA experience was started April fourth. His last game in AAA was April nineteenth. So roughly yeah, about so you, you know three weeks. Yeah. Barely, but for about 15 games, he had a triple A for his mm-hmm. career and got caught up to MLB. So, and, and it's not like he came off of a good double A season as well. Like, as we mentioned, he hasn't really put it together in, in double A. He batted 259, 93 rated run created plus. Um, then, yeah, had like those maybe 15 ish games in triple A and then got caught up. So, so you're absolutely right. Like, he didn't have the what you would imagine the normal progression that most guys, especially with, with him, his type of production get mm. so he ended up going back down the triple a he's had a total of just 77 games in triple a yeah he's played more major league games than triple games to this point true um and, and he actually was starting to hit better in triple a um you know again he was kind of up and down up and down but i remember he started off the season pretty hot in triple a i, I want to say um I mean, you look at his his slash line, you know, in 2019 as a 22 year old, right? And that's not bad. Um, so, I think he's someone who could benefit from being like an everyday shortstop for the Indianapolis Indians. You know, uh, maybe for at least a half a season or so uh, until he gets called back up, because there's just something there where I mean, unless he's changed dramatically over the off season but we just haven't seen him be able to perform at the plate. Like right. He's not even at the level right now where he, he really shouldn't be in the major leagues. I mean, he had a, he was a career weighted runs created plus in major league baseball of 53. That's not good. It's not good. That's, I mean, not only is that not good, like that, that person shouldn't be on a major league team. Right. Um, so, so, I mean, again, we all, I like Cole Tucker. He, we all like Cole Tucker. Um, he, he's just got a personality that, that obviously you gravitate towards. Um, but like he, at some point he's got to, got to perform at least just a little bit right? <laughs> and he, he just hasn't. So, yeah. And I'm with you. I guess yeah. that's just like the question, like where, where is that going to come and where's it going to be best suited? Is it going to be best suited in the minors or in the majors and like what decision you make? So it's like, is Eric, is Eric Gonzalez really going to block someone? You know what I mean? 
like Cole Tucker. But again, like you're saying, like it's Cole Tucker. He deserved, earned it and deserved it. Um, you are also correct. I just want to look here. So in his first uh, few games at AAA before he got called up for the Pirates, he did have a 151 rated runs created plus. In those 13 games, he had three home runs, three triples. I'm sorry, three home runs, three doubles, and a triple. In Barry, he, 33. Yeah, so he was, he was, he was kind of mashing there at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he homered in his debut, didn't he? He homered in his major debut. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He did. Oh, I'm sorry, major league debut. Yeah, 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 my bad. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Him and Reynolds both homered, didn't they? I feel like we had this question. I think they did. Um, did they both, or was it like back-to-back games, like one did and one the other? I forget. Maybe. But but you're right. At yeah. least the series yeah. they for, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, yeah. Anyways, I mean, we go down a little bit. Like I mentioned, you know, Cabrian Hayes apparently has looked good as well. The, the ball is coming off the bat pretty well. It's getting some really hard contact. Um, I think there's one thing yeah, that Hayes you- looks good. And listen, I didn't, I didn't get to watch all of yesterday's five innings, but you know, I had it on in the background for a little bit and the double he hit yesterday was, it was just smoked. He, he looked good. I mean, it was a good piece of hitting. Um, he went with the pitch. It was an off speed pitch that kind of hung a little bit. It was up in the zone and he like, I mean, he, he drove it to right center field. So it was, he, he looked good. He looked real good in his, in his one at bat that I paid attention to. <laughs> so I was going to say, so again, you know, early spring uh, over reaction <laughs> yeah. season. Um, yep. it, it is, though, it is nice. I get it spring, but it is nice that a, a bit of what we saw last year is carrying over. You know, the, the questions have been there for the bat. The glove we know is excellent. Um, so far this spring, the bat's still looking pretty legit. I mean, he's making some really good contact, um, hitting the ball very well. So... I guess again, you know, it's still very early, but maybe there is more to Gabrion Hayes than what we were expecting, you know, last year before we saw him, which is good. This back can can play. <laughs> um, so I guess one thing to bring up, which isn't good, okay, I know you talked about as well, Kyle Crick. So Kyle Crick comes in, you know, he's had some after a really good season, you know, with the Pirates, especially after that cutch trade. Whew. Uh, you know, Crick comes in, kind of proves himself as a solid reliever. He hasn't had some good seasons, and now he comes in this year, and I think he was hitting 90-91. Is that correct? Yeah, he was uh, Yeah, he was sitting like 90-91. I think he topped out at 92. So first I, I want to, I guess, extend this. Are we worried about Kyle Crick still, or is this just – early spring velocity's not there type issues. I think if he was coming off of say 2018 when he was still throwing 95 96, you know, we would mm-hmm. say okay, this is an issue. Uh, you know, this, this is maybe just early season, but this is coming off of 2020 where he averaged 90.9 on his four seamer. Um, you know, over We've seen a five, a full five mile an hour velocity dip right. from Kyle Crick over the last two seasons. That is not good, um, not good at all. The slider too has lost about four miles per hour 
And, you know, when a slider moves, loses that, it just, it loses its bite, you know? Um, you know, that, that, that slider used to be a pretty good pitch of his. And really, I mean, if you're, if you're actually, I'm looking at a stack caps page right now, his slider in 2017 was one of the best in baseball, both 2017 and 2018 and 2019. One of the best in baseball when it came to horizontal movement. And, uh, last year it was not, you know, it was average. Um, so I think there's definitely some cause for concern, especially after what he did last year. And now this first outing, like the alarms are going off on Kyle Crick and, if he can be a productive relief pitcher, you, you, if you're going to throw the ball 90, 91, and then that's it as a right-handed reliever, you have to have impeccable command of those pitches in order to pull that off. Um, so yeah, it's, if that's who he is, that's not good. Yeah, I, I think the way you put it is mm-hmm. is probably perfect. Like the alarms are going off again. It's just one inning that he went out there. It's the very first in spring. So, but but you're right. I mean, this is this has been his issue, right? This is the problem with Kyle Crick, which has pretty much led to his you know ineffectability. Um, so seeing his first time out there, still having the same issues carry over right now, albeit you know the first game in spring. I mean, it's barely March. Oh, actually, it wasn't March yet, or was it? What today? It the was second. March. What day's today? The third. Okay, so it was March. Yeah, I'm off, man. I don't know any days anymore. <laughs> it's March still of 2020. I feel. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> we haven't moved the time. Right, same thing. Yeah. So, like, I want to give him some of the benefit of the doubt, but this were this was the concerns, and he hasn't put any of those concerns to rest. So, yeah, Kyle Crick. It's not really what he wanted to see. Let's see what comes, you know, next next time out. See if there's any improvement. But um, I'm definitely the alarms are going off on Kyle Crick right now. You know, I mean, it's this bullpen has spots open. Uh, Kyle Crick could be one of them as well. Um, so I, I don't know as far as the, the rest yeah. of the pitching goes. Like I said, Mitch Keller didn't. Let me really... ask you this actually, real quick. One more thing about Crick. Okay. I mean, is is he just is he a lock for this team? I don't, I don't think so. Like that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. I mean, he could yeah. be a potential another opening for someone guy to come in because, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about the future. I mean, really, it's Kyle Crick in the next window, also. Probably not. No, you know? I mean, especially at the rate not like, right now. Not even not even pitching <laughs> like this either. Yeah, right. But it's like even with that being said, you know, he hasn't been effective, and if it's it's still showing the same issues. Like you said, can he be a lock? I, I, I'm not mm-hmm. giving him a lock right now. If those guys that are showing some stuff, I want them in there. Like I would rather much have yeah. you know Cedarlin in his bullpen right now than Kyle Crick. If you're talking about the interesting levels, right? No, me, you're right. Yeah, give me Blake Cedarlin. If it comes down to like Cedarlin but, or Mears, right? For or Kyle Crick. Yeah, I'm I'm to the point right now. Like if this is who he is, move on. Right. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. I mean, if he's if he continues this and shows his entire spring that those issues still exist, well, we know what that is for Kyle Crick, and it's not good, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe he has some struggles again. It's spring. I mean, you know, throw ERA out the window, especially for relievers. Um, if velocity starts to tick up, 
Like, what if he's now hitting 92, 93 towards the end of spring? All right. You know, it's, it's coming back. Yeah. I'll give him that opportunity. I'll give him that chance. Let's see what he has. But yeah, I mean, if he's still sitting 90, 91 and it's March 27th, you got some decisions to make, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Cool, cool, cool. Much like Chad. Just like Chad. <laughs> the ace. All right. Um, yeah, it's we're pretty much wrapping up here. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Yeah. Talk about? I don't think so. I think we're all good. All right. More baseball. That's it. All right. Well, then we'll see you guys later. Have a great day. Bye-bye. See you guys.